Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to my guest list pod. My name's Darren, and this is a little show with a big goal to spread the word about interesting and entertaining podcasts and podcasters. And if you'd like to get in contact with the show, you can do so at My Guest List Pod pretty much everywhere you look, including over at MyGuestListPod.com. Love to hear from you. So just a quick intro today because I am away from my normal setup on holidays. Today is a show with a young man called Cody Tucker, who we encountered each other on a Facebook group. Cody seemed intriguing. He put his hand up when I was asking about people possibly coming onto the show and I listened to his show and I thought, yeah, he's a very opinionated uh, young man with strong opinions, which is which is great, and he seemed really interesting. So we got together, did a show. It was my first recording on Riverside and not exactly sure if I got everything the way I wanted it to be. I have changed a few things since then, as you'll probably notice with the shows going forward, but uh, I did the best I could and have edited up uh, a lot of the problems that we had out of it out of the show so it should be quite listenable cody's from the u.s texas in particular and he's a podcaster and a stand-up comedian so enjoy the mindful mayhem the mindful meanderings of one cody tucker so joining me now is cody tucker from the cody tucker show and mindful mayhem I've got to ask you about that in a second, but anyway, welcome. Hey, man. Appreciate you having me on. Very good. So, I guess let's let's start with telling everybody uh, about yourself. We'll get to your podcast, but uh, give us the uh, Cody okay. Tucker backstory. All right. So, uh, I'm from Texas, a little city called Longview, Texas, like pretty close to Dallas, which I don't know if you're familiar with, uh, you know, the Texas landscape. A little uh, bit. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So Dallas is a little city called Longview. Uh, it is not famous for anything except uh, Matthew McConaughey <laughs> is from Longview. So it's pretty much our uh, one shining moment is a dude that, uh, well, from what I've heard, smells horrible and lives in an Airstream RV. So are you kidding? He lives in an kind RV. Kind of fits in. Well, in for the most part does like these like little like i don't know if you know what an airstream yes is, they're these like little just yeah exactly i think he lives in one like for the most part okay i don't know very interesting <laughs> odd dude but if you ever come to this place you will understand his entire aesthetic because it's he's basically just classy white trash <laughs> which is what 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 most of the people here are okay so yeah but yeah, and I uh, do stand-up comedy. Of course, have the podcast. Um, that's about it, man. There's really not a whole lot going on up here. Okay. Did Did you grow up in Longview? Yeah, yeah. Grew up, born and raised. Same small city. Probably going to Austin pretty soon. That's where the uh, the whole comedy scene seems to be heading. Uh, kind of moving from L.A. and New York to. Austin. Okay. Which, I mean, works out fucking perfect for me, but yeah, it's just a super expensive place to live. So, okay, you know, waiting for that to kind of is settle down. Where is Joe Rogan putting his new comedy club? Is it Austin? It is. It's on- in. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know the exact place. I know there's this place called Sixth Street in Austin, which is like 
kind of the mecca of Austin. And I believe he was looking into putting a club there, okay. but I don't know if that's actually happening or not. I know he's putting one in Austin, and it's like almost a done deal, but I don't know exactly where in Austin. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I do hear about it. Obviously, when he made the big move, uh, listening mm-hmm. to his show, he mentions uh, starting up a club there. So, yeah, yeah. okay. That, well, I guess that's the if that's the scene, that's where you've got to be if you're going to do uh, stand-up. Oh, for sure. I mean, it definitely, you know, there's still a scene in LA, still a scene in New York, for sure. But Austin is just, uh, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why Austin is kind of a better place to be. California is kind of a, just a cesspool and New York is not much different. Yeah. Austin at least is, you know, like Texas is not too bad. It definitely gets a bad rap, uh, for good reasons. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of the times, but, um, it has its upsides in Austin specific. Austin is very like liberal, very progressive, especially compared to the rest of Texas, which is like super conservative, mm-hmm. very like kind of ultra right wing place. Yeah. Uh, but Austin is like this little, like people call it the, uh, the people's Republic of Austin. Okay. <laughs> which it kind of is. <laughs> Austin's becoming a little bit of a uh, tech hub now too, isn't it? There's a lot of uh, tech, yeah. tech companies coming there. Uh, yeah, I know. I think Elon Musk moved the majority of like Tesla to Austin. And, uh, it's where I don't know if you know who Michael Dell is, but he, the guy that made Dell computers. Yes. Yeah. Um, he's from Austin. Okay. So that kind of kind of kick started things, yeah. you know, like back in the nineties or so. Uh, he like grew up in Austin, went to school in Austin and like Dell, com- like computers, I think is still based there. So, okay. Yeah, there seems to be a mass migration out of uh, New York and California to Florida, Texas, and Arizona, uh, I think, as well as one of the other places people are going. So. Uh, yeah, Florida. Florida is for sure one. Arizona, it's like mostly just older, <laughs> like old whites yeah, who are just enough. like not ha- having the old New York scene. But uh, yeah. yeah, they're calling it like the Texodus, <laughs> <laughs> Fair which enough. It for sure is. I mean, it is a mass influx. Okay. Um, you know, yeah. which I enjoy. Like, I like the California mentality. It's just California is uh, kind of riddled with problems. Yeah. So even over here, we we uh, we get to hear about some of the laws and uh, Gavin Newsom and played a big <laughs> part in the media, even in Australia. So uh, especially over COVID. Look, so <laughs> look, Gavin Newsom might be. One of the dumbest human beings to ever live. <laughs> and that's coming from me, who is look, not the sharpest uh, light bulb in the drawer, you know. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he is – I mean, the government in the U.S., like especially like state government and all that, is really run by a bunch of complete morons who just won a popularity contest, okay. Donald Trump. But, you know. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. look, we could probably talk politics, but we, we are actually here to talk yeah, about yeah. you and your podcast and, and your stand-up and things like sure. that, which we'll get into. But yeah. why don't you tell me about your podcast? Now, first of all, like I said, I want to ask you about the podcast name. Is it Mindful Mayhem or The Cody Tucker Show? How does it, uh, how used, does it work? So, it used to, be mind, used to be Mindful Mayhem. Okay. And then I had a bit of a bout of narcissism. So I changed it to the Cody Tucker show. Okay. 
because uh, really, I was just getting tired of people asking, what does mindful mayhem mean? Yeah. I was like, I don't know. It just sounded good. It looked good, like in a logo. It doesn't mean anything. And so I was just like, yeah, I'll just change it to the Cody Tucker show. And that's easy enough. Because most of the episodes are just me anyways, like kind of ranting about whatever. Yeah. Uh, usually entertainment, music movies, some news uh like topics in the news. And then I do interviews, you know, with different comedians, musicians, a lot of adult film actresses. But, um, yeah, yeah that's kind of the gist of the show. I've noticed that. So I've, I've gone through your back catalog to listen to uh, okay. a lot of shows. And that was one thing I noticed. You do do a lot of different types of shows. So there's the, the single yeah. monologue type show where it's just you, mm-hmm. you know, venting and, and, uh, mulling over your, your own thoughts, I guess. And, uh, then yeah. there's the ones with your friends where I really enjoyed that one where you were talking about music, which seems to be a, uh, something mm-hmm. that you're very passionate about. And, um, yeah. and then there's obviously your interview shows and, uh, of late, obviously a lot of the adult film star shows and things like that. When, when did you start the podcast and did you have a clear idea of what you wanted, wanted to do with it? Sort of. So I actually started, I was in a, like kind of a guest co-host of another podcast, like that started in, I think 2019, uh, called True Chat, which I used to do. And then I kind of, just not, I wasn't really feeling that anymore. So I was like, oh, I'll just do my own. And originally I was just going to do like, uh, just a single me by myself ranting about, you know, whatever is coming to mind. Like this is just complete, uh, train of thought, you know, just stream of consciousness uh, type of uh- <laughs> stream of conscious diar- <laughs> yeah. diarrhea, the mouth, that kind of thing, you know? So, um, and then I just happened to kind of, get in contact with a lot of like these like adult film actresses and on, and on the other podcast we used, we interviewed, you know, like celebrities. And so like, I kind of, and I was the one that was like getting those celebrities onto the show. So I was like, well, I already have like an in, mm-hmm. so I'll just continue that with mine and just do it on my own. And I, I don't know, I have like kind of control <laughs> issues. So I like the idea of it just being me and like, I mean, and making it all, my own doing my own editing. Like I made the intro, like all that stuff is like just me, yep. which I, I prefer that. I don't like having to rely on someone else, you know? Yeah. And you see that with a lot of podcasts, I think where there's more than one person, the podcast sometimes mm-hmm. ends up being that single person because there's, you know, the co-host is unreliable or <laughs> they have a falling yeah. out over control issues and things like that. So uh, I guess yeah. one man well, stops that. <laughs> For sure, for sure. And and there was no issue with the other one, you know, like I still like really good friends with the people that I was doing that one with. And uh yeah. I mean they were definitely reliable. It was just more of it was just so much it's so much easier to just do it on your own. Like in a sense it's more work, but knowing that I don't have to wait on anyone or work around someone else's schedule. And even with the interviews like that I'm doing, like I pretty much just, if I happen to have an interview, then that's what the episode's going to be. And if I don't get one, then I'll just do one on my own. So, like, it's still just kind of, I still don't have to put a whole lot of effort into that part of it. You know? Yeah. Do you prefer any type of episode over another type of episode? Like the interviews over the, mm. the monologues or the, 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 the discussions I, with friends? or I prefer... I actually kind of prefer just doing the solo okay. podcast like, in general, just because I 
I don't know. I'm pretty opinionated. Yep. And it's kind of fun to just see what happens. Like, yep. I don't really put a lot of um time into coming up with, like, topics. Like, I just have some sort of idea of what I want to talk about, but I don't, like, I don't write anything, like, beforehand. Yeah. I just kind of let it go. Um, and I like doing that. Okay. Especially, like, having a shower conversation on camera, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, when you have those, like, rants in the shower. Like, <laughs> I'm just doing that, you know, yeah. on camera. Yeah, that's good. That's cathartic, so, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> for sure. Oh, it for sure is. Yeah. yeah. It helps with stand-up, too, because I come up with bits uh, on the podcast quite a bit. Okay. So, with um, the podcast, I've noticed also you have a YouTube channel. The um, the quality of the the, uh, the the video is really good there. What do you use to actually stream? Thanks. Uh, I use OBS. Okay. Yep. Which OBS is fucking so easy to use. Mm. Like, it's – and I'm just using, like, a, you know, basic 1080p webcam and um, – I mean, it's really more – it's all lighting. So, like, a little backstory. Like, my – goal like or my you know childhood dream or whatever uh was to actually be a like to go to film school and be a director okay so like i've had some sort of a background in like lighting like camera work like how to make it look good if you're not having you know thousands of dollars worth of equipment yeah Um, because there's definitely like workarounds and mostly it's all in like lighting Mm -hmm. and stuff Mm -hmm. like that so that's helped out you know quite a bit yeah, no, look, it's paid off. It looks really good. And as you can see, I, uh, Thanks, that's why I don't have video at the moment because I'm, uh, <laughs> in my, <laughs> I'm in my kid's old, uh, toy room. All my boys are teenagers I and know. older now. So, uh, I'm converting okay. this slowly into a podcasting room, but, uh, yeah, yeah. It's not exactly, uh, <laughs> built for, uh, for video at the moment. So <laughs> we'll see. No, but you can change that so easily. Yeah. I mean, it's really not as hard as, like, I've talked to a lot of people at podcasts, and they're like, man, I, I don't know if I would want to do video. It just seems like a lot of work. Mm. It's not. It really is. And once you actually do it, you're like, oh, okay, I could have been doing this a long time ago. Okay. What mic do you use? Yeah. Uh, I just bought a, like, random mic on Amazon. Okay. Uh, I don't even know what kind it is, to be honest with you. It's like, it was like a $60 mic. I was like, I'm just going to try this and see if it works. And Yeah. Works pretty good. And I mean, I do like some audio editing too, which that always helps. Yeah. You, know, you can make a, you can make a pretty shitty mic sound great if you just know how to edit. Yeah. Somewhat well. Okay. I mean, you don't have to be a pro- fucking professional, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Look, I, I, I'm always interested and it's part of like, I'm going to do a mm-hmm. nuts and bolts series. Uh, coming up, yeah. and I'm always interested with the people that I speak to in terms of what they're using. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think a lot of people yeah. who listen to podcasts, especially people that are maybe looking to get into podcasts or upgrade their equipment, if they hear someone and they hear the audio is good or they see that the video looks good, I think they're always interested in yeah. what people are using. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, it's, it's definitely – there's just two sides to it. You can either pay more and have equipment that you don't need to do anything to. Mm. It, just, it just works perfect on its own or pay less. And as long as you have – Somewhat of an understanding of like editing, yeah. Then you can kind of meet in the middle, and so I just chose, you know, the the second option, yeah. Which I'm sure I'm going to upgrade eventually, anyways. Like once I like, I mean, I'm planning on whenever I go to Austin, like move into a studio and everything else. So Great, fantastic. I'm, I'm going to do a full overhaul then. Great. Well, look, 
why don't we – I get all my guests, obviously, you know, part of the uh, uh-huh. the, the show format is to count down a, a list and uh, along the way we'll take some breaks and we'll, we'll ask you some more questions about your, your show. But why don't you let everybody okay. know what topic you've decided to count down this week? Awesome. So, first of all, dude, this the format of this podcast is amazing. Oh, it's thank been, you. Like, I love that idea of doing like a top 10, top five, whatever it is, you know. Um so I chose uh, songs written for movies. Okay, as my top ten. Right. Yeah. And you fi- the funny thing which, is, oh sorry, go. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I was just say which is just a blend of like the two things I like the most, like music and movies, and I love songs written for movies. So this was like a no brainer for me. <laughs> and I must admit, it wasn't a surprise because, as I said, having listened to your podcast, I could see that music uh-huh. and movies are a big part of yeah. uh, your life and uh, a big interest of yours. So when I saw this, I went, yeah. well, this is a, a fantastic amalgamation of the two. <laughs> you know, it's a great blend. Yeah. And oh, yeah. So I, I thought you'd come up with a great list too, which you have. So, yeah. uh, all right. Well, thank you. Let's get into it. Let's uh, start with your. Okay. Number 10. Okay. So, number 10, I have Live and Let Die by Wings or Paul McCartney and Wings, you know, however you want to clarify it. But, uh, yeah, Live and Let Die from the James Bond film, Live and Let Die, which, aside from just being a great song written for a movie, is one of my favorite songs ever. Even whether it's this one or the Guns N' Roses version, which, not a massive Guns N' Roses fan, but the song is so fucking epic. I love this song. Yeah, look, it is a it's a great song and the movies are yeah, you know, I'm a I'm not a massive Bond fan, but I do like Bond. Yeah. And I think I've Same. mentioned on one of my like podcasts that I'm a, a Sean Connery fan. I probably like him as my my best Bond, but this was um Roger yeah. Moore, wasn't it? Living like yes, Die. Yeah. Right, yeah, Living Like Die is the Roger Moore. It's like I don't I don't I think it was his first one. The first Roger Moore Bond. Okay. I think is Living Let Die. Yeah. I might be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure it is. Because I think Connery, like, had just done, um, like, oh, my God, the last, like, Connery did one, and then I think he came back okay. as Bond. I mean, I get him so confused. Oh, yeah. Like, Damn, it's 30 hard. of them. <laughs> yeah. Hard. But but actually, Lazenby is my favorite Bond, which, you know, fellow Australian as yourself, you know. But, yeah, George Lazenby is my favorite Bond. He was only Bond for one movie, movie. and then just said, I am. <laughs> I know he was born for one movie and said, I'm done with this. Grew a beard out, gained yeah. some weight, and was yeah. like, hey, I ain't coming back. Like, uh, that's that's my, like, life's mission. This okay. to do one great thing and then just fade off, you know. Yeah. So, that, I have full that, respect for Lazenby. That's crazy. So, I've had two people on now where their favorite uh-huh. Bond has been someone that I wouldn't have normally picked. Oh, really? I thought most people either <laughs> Daniel Craig, Roger Moore, or Sean Connery. Uh, you've picked oh, yeah. Yeah. George Lazenby, and our previous guest picked Pierce Brosnan. I can get Pierce Bro- How old do you know about how old that person was? Because there's this thing of like whoever the Bond was in your childhood uh, is yes. usually your favorite Bond. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, that could be the reason. Yeah. Brosnan was probably his like childhood Bond. You're probably right because I think he's he's not even 30. So, that would make that more sense. sense yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's the same for like Saturday Night Live. Okay. Like your your favorite era of Saturday Night Live is whatever you were when you were like thirteen. Yeah, I get like, that. 
you know, and and you hate all the other ones that came after that. You're like, oh, they're not as funny anymore. <laughs> Which Saturday Night Live was never really funny, yeah. but you always will pinpoint that one moment. And I think Bond's kind of the same thing. Okay, fair enough. Very good. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, let's get into number nine. Uh, so number nine. I mean, this was actually almost kind of hard to admit, but uh, it's Blaze of Glory by John Bon Jovi for the film Young Guns Two. It's a fantastic song, and it's a great. I love the no, movie. <laughs> I do too. So the first Young Guns is one of the like probably five or six movies that I've seen over a hundred times. Yeah, and yeah. So and then the second one too, I've seen it you know so many times. But this, I yeah, I had to put this one on here. It's an epic movie, and it fits that. I think it, it fits that movie so well. Um, yes. So oh, it does for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of, like, ensemble casts, yep. you know, whenever there's just, like, and everybody has, like, their own thing. So, like, Lou Diamond Phillips is like, oh, I throw knives. Like, mm. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Like, I- Proficient in something. such a good movie. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's like a pr- Predator, you know, with Schwarzenegger. Yes. Like, everybody has, like, their own little, like, Weapon gimmick. and- Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, just Ventura has a damn, like, helicopter gun yeah. that he's old. Yeah, the minigun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pain- uh, yeah, yeah. Painless. <laughs> All painless. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, no, it's yeah. very cool. Yeah, look, uh, Young Guns is a, a fantastic movie. And, and like you said, with mm-hmm. the ensemble cast, you know, that's the the- the early Brat Packs, all oh, the the uh, young Brat Pack yeah. sort of thing at that at that stage. Maybe oh, yeah. West and Kiefer Sutherland, um, yeah. like you said, Lou Slater, Diamond Phillips, Christian Slater, Christian Slater, yeah, uh, Charlie yeah. Sheen, Charlie Sheen, yeah, yeah, in the first one, yeah, 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 yeah. and uh, Dermot Mulroney, yes, in the first one, yes. yeah, definitely, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, and the second one, who else? Uh, Balthazar Getty, yes, wasn't he in it? You know, yeah. John John Paul Getty's like grandson. Yep. Yeah, yeah, no, fantastic, yeah. good choice. I love that one. Oh yeah, cool. All right, look, uh, let's get on to number eight. All right, so number eight, I'm knocking on heaven's door by Bob Dylan for the film Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid. Interesting uh, transition, which I just realized <laughs> to Billy the Kid movies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're a cow- uh, like yeah. a Western fan or in terms of movies or? Uh, it depends. I hate, hate John Wayne with a okay. passion. Okay. Hate his movies. Because I grew up with like a, you know, my gra- like granddad was like obsessed with John Wayne. Yeah. Clint Eastwood a little bit, but mostly John Wayne. I hated those movies. But I love um, like more gritty Westerns. So okay. I like a lot of the Eastwood movies. Pale like Rider. Given. Yeah. Pale Rider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Outlaw Josie Wales. Yeah. Like I like a lot of those. Uh, and then Young Guns to me is the blend of like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just Young Guns. Actually, Pat Gary and Billy the Kid is very similar to like, or like the Wild Bunch. The Wild Bunch oh, yeah. is a great like yep. old Western, but, um, or type Western type. But, um, yeah, I just like those types of Westerns. Okay. Like I don't, uh, you know, like I like the little more gritty side of Westerns. It's it's funny. I haven't actually seen this movie, so uh, when I saw it on there, I was like, I didn't even know it existed. <laughs> so- okay, I'll be honest. It's not good. That's not good. It's not a good movie. <laughs> it's not good. No, no, no. It's Chris okay. Christopherson who is not. I mean, you know, no offense to Chris Christopherson if you're listening, but <laughs> uh, he's not the greatest actor. Yeah. And Bob Dylan is not a good actor okay. at all. And Bob Dylan's. I mean, he's in it a little bit. Like he's not like a main person, but. The marketing of the movie was basically 
hey, here's two famous singers. We're putting them in a Western together. And some people saw it. Most people didn't. Bob Dylan, I don't think even did any more movies after that. Cause he had done like a few, like he had an era in his life where he was going to become an actor. Okay. And didn't work out. So I didn't even know until you just mentioned it now that Bob Dylan acted in the movie. I thought he only sang the uh-huh. theme song, but he acted in the movie. Yeah. He is. Yeah. He's like a bartender. Oh, in the movie. okay. It's been, a, it's been so long since I've seen this movie. And it's really only famous for the soundtrack. The soundtrack okay. stood out. Miles above the movie, but it's because Bob Dylan is, you know, yeah. one of the most genius musicians of all time. Which, you know, I know people feel very strongly about Bob Dylan, which, yeah, as you should, I mean, the the best musicians are polarizing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm I happen to be a massive uh, Dylan fan, so. Very good. I can't say I'm with you on that one, but that's all right. Really, you don't like Bob Dylan? No, no. I, I get it. Like, trust me, they're like. There are tons of bands that are massively famous that I think are horrible. So I'm, I'm like Aerosmith. I think Aerosmith's the worst band of all time. And the <laughs> Eagles, both of those two, the Eagles and Aerosmith are, are to me are like my two most hated bands, but I get it. They're famous. Yeah. A lot of people do like them. I was actually listening to one of your episodes where you were talking about bands with your friends that you, you hate and, uh-huh. uh, ba- uh, bands like, uh, Red Hot Chili Pepper, uh, Chili, oh, Chili Peppers. I hate them. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, uh, what was them. one of the other ones? Uh, Avenged Sevenfold? Um, no, see, I'm a Sevenfold fan. Oh, it must be your friend. Hate, yeah. They yeah. hate yeah. Sevenfold. Yeah. yeah. They, they're, I, lo- I love metal. Like heavy metal is my, I mean, yeah. favorite genre of music. Yep. And seven, like, and the cheesier, the better as far as metal goes. And Sevenfold is like super cheesy. So they, well, see, that's the thing yeah. that really gets me because, I like the band musically. I'm not a big fan of the yes. lead singer. Um, their 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 album it's, covers, it's, yeah. are, you know, they are hardcore. And then you listen to the band, and it's not quite that hardcore. And that sort of gets me. Yeah. So, um, right, exactly. To me, they're a modern day ish, modern ish uh, Megadeth. Okay, like amazing musicians. Yeah, they are yeah. singers. Voice a little, yeah. a little annoying, or it's just like it's almost actually it is kind of Bob Dylan ish. It's very like nasally voiced. Yeah. Uh, you either like the voice or you don't like yeah. it. And yeah. uh, like whether it's Dave Mustaine or M, M Shadows. Now I will say, Invincible kind of loses me with their like little wrestling names. <laughs> you know, Sinister Gates, and yep. Zacky Vengeance. <laughs> That's like, all right, guys, come on. Like, even Motley Crue, like, only had one dude change his name. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's what yeah. I mean. It goes with the whole mystique of the album covers and that, that what they're trying to portray. Yes. And to be honest, when you listen to music, it's just not, uh, you know, it's no fear factory or anything like that. So it's, uh, no. <laughs> uh, although Hail to the King is a great song. I actually do like that song. So yeah, I, they're, it's good music. It, to me, most of the people who don't like Sevenfold, they don't want to admit that they like this music. It's very similar to Limp Biscuit. Yeah. I am a massive Limp Biscuit fan. Yep. The people who don't like them just want to say they hate Fred Durst. Yeah. Which look, whenever I was a kid, I wanted to be Fred Durst with every fiber in my being. I was like, I'm going to start wearing backwards baseball hats, <laughs> like everything. Like so, you know, I just don't believe in guilty pleasures. If you like something, admit you like it and yeah. own that you like it. Yeah, ex- you know? yeah, exactly right. And look, I'm the same way with Nickelback. Don't don't hate me. Hey <laughs> man, no no. Look look look. I I personally am not a massive fan of Nickelback. 
But anyone who says they are, I don't immediately say, oh, well, you're a jackass because you like Nickelback. <laughs> I mean, you know that – I mean, obviously, it's probably different country to country, but ha- uh, How You Remind Me, yep. the song you know from Nickelback, mm-hmm. is the most played song in radio history in the U.S. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, somebody was requesting that damn song. Oh, yeah. I mean, and they were platinum-selling albums, so – if everybody hates Nickelback, then who's buying these damn albums? Exactly Somebody right. likes them. There's a lot of Same closet fans. Creed had like, yeah, Creed had like three platinum selling albums in a row, and no one admits they bought those albums. I had all three of them. Yeah, I, I bought proudly them. admit to it. Yeah, yeah. I had. Oh yeah. I had my first son just as they came out with Human Clay, and um, oh really? Okay. Yeah. So with eyes wide open was actually uh, I nearly uh, teared up every time I heard that because we had just found out that uh, yeah. we were pregnant with my first son. So, uh, so man, Creed is amazing. Yeah. I don't care. Like, are they kind of a ripoff of like '90s grunge, like you know Eddie Vedder voice? Yeah, yeah. but yeah. so what? I mean, it's a great band, and Mark Tremonti is actually an amazing guitarist, oh, dude. I'm a massive Alter Bridge fan. I'm a big Alter yes, Bridge fan. I love Tremonti as well. Yeah, you know, his uh, solo uh, yeah. thing that he went out and did. Um, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's 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 amazing. It's it's really good. Yeah. Look, yeah, so we we should actually come back and just do a, a podcast where we talk about music. I think so. <laughs> I'm I'm down. Dude, I mean, the amount of like the list that you have, I was like, God, it took me so long to narrow it down. I mean, this is like a perfect list, but like I had so many backup lists where I was like, God, man, I would like to talk about blank, 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 and blank. Yeah. So yeah, we'll I'll do another one. Come back and do another one. Oh, yeah, dude. All right, cool. <laughs> all, right. Uh, all right, we're up to number seven. Yes, so uh, this is going to be a big 180 from uh, Bob Dylan and Pat Garrett, the Billy the Kid. Uh, <laughs> public Enemy, fight the power from Do the Right Thing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a quite Which, a departure. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. Which I mean, I'm a massive Spike Lee fan. Yeah. I understand that he is not a big fan of white people. Which, uh, fair enough. Same here. Um, <laughs> but. Do the Right Thing is such a good movie. It is. And when you watch, like, the Fight the Power video, like, there's something about a giant group of people in, like, a parade sort of thing that is just, like, captivating. And, you know, how it's filmed, like, going through the streets of – I think they're in Brooklyn, actually, in the Mm. video. But, yeah, massive Public Enemy fan. Chuck D, I think, is arguably one of the greatest lyricists of all time. Yeah. Yeah, no, look, it's, it's, we, we obviously had uh, MTV down here for a while. And, uh, yeah. that was a, a very popular film clip that was requested a lot, actually, when it was. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. It, it's, yeah, we get a lot of things late down. We used to get a lot of, a lot of things late down here in Australia. Mm-hmm. But once MTV and things like that started to come to Australia, we, we kept up with what was going on in the world. It's a, you yeah, know, yeah. we are, yeah, nicknamed the arse end of the world down here. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't take as long to get stuff down as as it used to, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. no, it's it was a it was a very popular film clip, and you know, Flavor Flav went on to do uh, a reality TV show, which wasn't he the sure greatest. Did. He sure <laughs> did. Uh, but, yeah, uh, he did a couple actually. He had Flavor Love, and then he had the one because he married uh, Brigitte Nielsen. That's it. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, they had like a reality show together. Yeah, which, Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, Flavor Flav is an interesting person. It's the dichotomy of Flavor Flav, who's just on some other planet, 
And then Chuck D, who was this like super mindful, intelligent, you know, almost like a, like a guerrilla warfare leader. Like, yeah. And then you have Flavor Flav, who just probably doesn't give a damn about any of that kind of stuff. He's like, dude, I'm just here to wear a giant clock, a Viking hat and party. Like there's something about the connection between the two that makes public enemy just like so awesome. Is, is rap something that you're, um, it's one of the genres of music that you really like or is it, um, old school? Old school rap, I am a huge fan of. Okay. Um, I do not like any of the new rap. Like, yeah. I pretty much stick to late 80s, early 90s, and like, you know, mid 90s, like Tupac, all that kind of stuff, like Wu Tang Clan, okay. Outcast. Outcast is massive, like, you know, especially in the South, like in the US. So, yeah. like, Outcast is a huge one. And of course, like Eminem. Like there's there's a few into like the two thousands that I like too, but I am not a fan of like Drake or any of these like mumble rap like Mika, mm, all that kind yeah. of shit. Nah, not a fan of. What about you? Are you into rap? It's funny. Um, I think I've said it once before on the podcast too. That some of the I'm a bit more like you. Some of the older stuff I was uh-huh. I wouldn't say it was never my number one choice of music, and I definitely sure. don't like mumble rap, but. DMX and Buster Rhymes, and I actually like oh Eminem and those guys. I yeah, actually yeah. like. Um, there's a a group called um, City Morgue who I like as well. Yes. Um, yeah. 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 And which my son's very impressed that I like. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but then there's a lot of the other guys yeah. who yeah, like you, the the current um, yeah. really popular rappers that my youngest boys probably listen to a bit more, and I just can't stand them at all. <laughs> Unfortunately. Right, right. right. Uh, no, but- see, like my taste in music is just boils down to is this song interesting mm. in any way? Whether it's sad, happy, super dark, like I don't it doesn't necessarily matter the tone. It's like do I listen to this and am I like entertained or interested by this song? Is there something yeah. in it? Like is it original? Is it telling creative? a story? Like, all those things. Yeah. Exactly. Like yeah. if I'm bored listening to a song, then I don't like it. Yeah. It doesn't matter the genre. Like if if I don't want to listen to music and be bored. Same with movies. Like I don't care about the genre too much. I don't care if it's supposed to be the greatest movie ever made or if everybody hated it. Am I bored watching this movie? Yeah. There are tons of movies that have won Best Picture. The Oscar for Best Picture that I think are the most boring pieces of crap ever made. The mm-hmm. King's Speech, for one. Like, yeah, I haven't yeah. even bothered to, to to watch that one. So, yeah, you're not missing out. Yeah, I don't think so. so. <laughs> yeah, very good. All right, um, let's move on. Then we'll move on to okay. your number six before we take a right, little so break. Okay, so number six, I have uh, it's Robert Tepper, which. I'll give everybody a second to Google that name, but uh, <laughs> it, the song is "No Easy Way Out" from Rocky Four. Now everybody Arguably knows. Arguably one of the about. greatest movies, exactly. <laughs> Arguably one of the greatest movies ever made. Yeah, yeah. Dolph yeah. Lundgren, uh, actually, right. Yeah, it was difficult for me to not put just the whole Rocky Four soundtrack as it, the list. It's a great soundtrack. It really is. Yeah, good point. It's the greatest soundtrack of all time, I think. Like in my opinion, probably the greatest soundtrack of all time. Of the original music, you know. Yeah. Like it is I have a thing like a very big obsession with epic songs, like songs that just get you like like god dang, I could like, you know, punch a hole through a brick wall right now listening to this song, and mm. that's one of them. So um I have the Tigers uh, not on here. No, not if not as big of a fan of Eye of the Tiger. I think 
I've just heard it so many times that now it's like, it's like hearing a lawnmower. <laughs> like to me, like, I'm just like, when is this song going to be over? Oh, okay. Like, yeah. I don't, yeah. I mean, there's, you know, nothing against Survivor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, I'm sure y'all are out there doing great work, but, uh, it's, I just am not an Eye of the Tiger fan. To uh, me, the Rocky Four soundtrack is just kicks, you know, like the Rocky Three may as well not have existed. Also, not nearly as good of a movie to me, Rocky Three. See, that's the thing. Yeah. Look, you're going to have Rocky fans up in arms, I think, because Rocky Three, I think by a lot of people, by most people, is probably considered the one of the best, if not their favorite sort of movie. Yeah. I actually really do like Rocky Four. Uh, the story, mm-hmm. I think, in Rocky Three, uh, I actually think was better. I like that that comeback sort yes. of story as well, um, yeah. and him facing his fears and admitting that he's afraid, and you know the support of his wife, and him going back to, you know, Apollo Creed's neighborhood to to relearn yeah. how to do things uh, properly and yeah. and change um i i i really liked uh, rocky three and I'm a, I'm a massive stallone fan in general but mm-hmm. uh but rocky four is like you said it's a polished movie whereas the others are yeah, probably yeah. a little bit more gritty because he's you know he's further along in the career mm-hmm. and um you know he's not even sparring anymore when he goes to russia to to, to fight uh yeah Dolph Lundgren. so but it's yeah, it, the soundtrack is fantastic. Whenever you hear that song, I have visions of him with a log across his shoulders going through the you know waist deep snow. <laughs> so. Well, that's the only way you can defeat this Russian machine, <laughs> which is really a lesson we should all be taking today. Yes, like I swear, if they just airdropped a boombox playing the Rocky Four soundtrack into Ukraine. This the Russians would be over up. tomorrow. Oh yeah, the Russians. Oh would yeah, up. I mean this. This, this should be the, everyone in the Ukraine be running around with logs on their shoulders, and <laughs> it just it would be over. I swear to God, it'd be over tomorrow. That's it. And ending ending war and creating world peace all through soundtracks. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Robert Tepper. <laughs> Robert, he'll Tepper. get the Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> and by the way, thanks for telling me what his name was because this is I've never actually looked at what that. Song's composer, uh, oh, yeah. uh, was yeah. so yeah. <laughs> All right, Katie, that's ten to six. Why don't we take a quick break? I'll let you have okay. a drink of water. I'll get a drink myself, and we'll come back and talk some more about uh, you and your work. Sounds good. Okay, so we're back with Cody and Cody I do want to ask you about your stand up you mentioned it uh, at the okay. beginning of the show I uh, ha- haven't actually seen any of your stand up I-, I-, I looked for it as such but maybe I'm mm-hmm. not looking in the right spots how long have you been doing it uh, a year okay. yeah barely you know pretty pretty recently I was actually planning on starting back in 2020 and then this little uh, pandemic thing happened. <laughs> yeah, that kind of put a put a bumper on that. So I had to wait for all of that to kind of die down, you know. Which in Texas died down a little early. Yeah. I'll say. Uh, okay. Um, and so then, yeah, just started kind of going from there, and yeah, it's been about a year now. Are you enjoying it? Love it. It's the great. It's the most fun thing I've ever done in my life. Like a hundred percent. Like more than the podcast, more than anything. Which I love doing the podcast. You know, it's a different. It's a different thing. You know, mm-hmm. but I love doing it. Like is it's a blast. Which I don't have any like content out as far as like 
a special or anything like still way too early to do that. But I have some clips on like my Instagram. So if people want to like see, uh, they just follow me. It's at the Cody Tucker on Instagram. Okay. Fantastic. And I I got some clips on there. So. Oh, great. What sort of humor um, is it? Yeah, it's more just, I mean, in general, I'm a pretty weird person. (laughs) <laughs> and kind of have been my entire life. Like I usually just say things that are really inappropriate um, just to try to get a reaction. Yeah. So that's sort of the, there's a lot of, um, which I don't know how like dirty I can be right now, but like a lot of uh, family love jokes, uh, sort of <laughs> like a little, it, it gets a little dicey. I'll say that. <laughs> but um, that's kind of just been my like, so, like, I grew up being a massive Howard Stern fan. Okay. So, I don't know if you ever listened to Howard Stern or, know, we- you know, too familiar with him, but. I know of Howard Stern and Opie okay, and Anthony, okay. but we didn't really, if you ask most people in Australia, they probably, yeah, 20% maybe might know who Howard Stern is. Um, oh, really? Okay. Private Parts, I think, was that the name of his movie? Did he yeah. Did, yeah, 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 Private Parts. Yeah, 97. That's yeah. probably what most people would actually know him through. Here in Australia, really? Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, I know he was in you know a massive market for radio in New York. Yeah, oh yeah. But yeah. he, yeah, we probably didn't hear too much about him except when he did something okay. really outrageous. So, yeah, which was well, see, the time. that. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that's that doesn't narrow it down. But yeah, uh, I, yeah, just grew up, grew up, uh, being a massive Howard Stern fan, and I think a lot of my con- like taste in comedy and like what I like to do is very similar to Howard Stern. Hence like, you know, the interviews with porn stars and stuff yeah. like that. Like it's all kind of, I'm sure, I mean, I don't want to say a rip off, but, uh, cause I'm nowhere near as talented as Howard Stern, but like it all comes from just that being my introduction into like comedy media mm-hmm. was, you know, all through Stern. So, okay. Yeah. And that's probably where my sense of humor uh, mostly comes. Very, like, short jokes that are just trying to make people kind of uncomfortable. Okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, well, speaking of uncomfortable, what was it like the first time you actually got up in front of an audience to do uh, stand-up? So, first time I did stand-up was actually I, – so, I had a friend who knew that I've always been a massive fan of stand-up comedy. And we talk about stand-up comedy all the time. He's actually a friend that he's been on the podcast, uh, my podcast before. So, it was J.D., and he, um, he met this person who was like doing a comedy show, like a showcase. And he was like, Hey, I just signed you up to do a stand up comedy showcase, uh, next month. This is like, you know, you know, last year. And I was like, uh, okay. Like I've never written a joke. I've never done stand up. So this is going to be a fucking disaster, but I will do it. Uh, so then I spent like a couple weeks writing. And I end up like doing the show. There's like 15 other comics and they like tell me that I have to go on first, which is oh. not ideal. Like <laughs> you yeah. usually don't want to go on first, uh, unless you're, you know, like know what you're doing, but especially if you've never done stand up, you don't want your first time to be the opening of a show that is completely sold out. I mean, I think there was like 160 people, which is pretty decent size for, you know, a, local like small comedy show yeah and most of the people in there were very like old or not old but like older and i think they were expecting kind of a um 
more family-friendly comedy show. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld my, sort of thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, a little Seinfeld, Brian Regan-ish. And uh, my jokes were all about just being fat and having sex as a fat person. <laughs> and I ended up doing really well. Oh, like, fantastic. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. I had like – I mean, I didn't I didn't do well as far as like in my mind like because I was just so nervous and everything. Yeah. But definitely the jokes landed. Great. And so I was – that from there, like, it kind of sparked a thing of like, oh, I might be able to, you know, to actually do this. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. Do you find it hard writing a set? N- uh, the time is the hardest part because my jokes are decently short. But, I mean, I just add – keep adding tags to it and do like a little crowd stuff, you know, just to kind of – Kind of meet the the time that I'm supposed to go, but um, I don't really find it that difficult because I really just say like that the bits that I write are mostly just things that I say in my normal like day to day. Okay, I just tend to say weird stuff that I mean, pretty much all the time. I'm like I just grew up trying to make people laugh because like. I mean, I grew up being like a little, you know, weird fat kid. And the only way to not get bullied for being fat was like, oh, well, if I can make people laugh, then I might be able to kind of like sneak in with the popular kids, you know? Yeah. 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 Because like there was nothing else. I sucked at sports. I mean, I played sports, but I was not good. I wasn't like dating attractive girls like everybody else that I knew. But I was like, but if I can make these people laugh, then I might be able to fit into like the with the popular kids. Mm -hmm. which Yeah. So that's sort of like where all that comes from too. So I just try to like keep that mindset going. Okay. Oh, that's, that's, you look, yeah. it's, and I, I can understand that. And I was going to ask you if you have any other hobbies, like any sporting hobbies or anything like that. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, I love sports. I just suck at it. I play golf. Golf is my big, like, I mean, I play golf very regularly. So okay. I do that, but. Yeah, and I, mean, I grew big, up playing like basketball, football, or American football, you know. But, yeah. um, I big just Raiders sucked fan, yeah. Love it. Massive Raiders fan. Yeah. That's yeah. Which they're the worst team in the league right now. So <laughs> it's been, it's, that's been a fun start to the year. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, I understand that. I've been yeah. a Dolphins fan for a while and uh, we haven't exactly hey. had the, <laughs> the best. Uh, Not this year, though. This year's, this year's right. been great. Yeah. This year's- really? You're a Dolphins fan. Yeah. So, um, yeah, back, that's interesting. Back, yeah. Back in the days of Marino, we used to have, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, we used to have it on one of the uh, channels here at about two o'clock in the morning. They'd, uh, replay uh-huh. the full game. So it was like three and a bit hours okay. and, uh, I'd stay up and watch it and I sort of, uh, oh, fell in right. love with it actually. But my main, main sport I love watching and I'm, I've been a massive fan ever since I first saw it is, um, ice hockey. Really? So, I'm, yeah. yeah. I'm a big. Yeah, I'm a big fan of ice hockey as well. Okay. Yeah. So, who, yeah. who do you follow in ice hockey? Uh, well, I used to be a Red Wings fan, but okay. now I, I I switched over to the Golden Knights. Had to just keep the the Vegas theme going, I guess. Okay, I thought but, you might have been a Stars yeah. fan or something like that. Considering, uh, sort so no, I actually don't like any Dallas teams. Okay, I think growing up around here has made me just really annoyed by the fans of like the Cowboys. The Cowboys <laughs> to me are the most, an- they're the most annoying fans on the planet are Dallas Cowboys fans. 
You met um, Boston Bruins fans? <laughs> well, okay, I was going to, I mean, <laughs> Philly? It could be worse. <laughs> well, I think just not growing. I mean, I feel like I would probably say that about any team if I grew up somewhere else. Like if I grew area. up in Cleveland, if I grew yeah. up in Cleveland, I yeah, would think yeah. all Browns fans were annoying. <laughs> yeah, but I know, I just happening, it, I mean, but Cowboys fans are another level of just obnoxious. Eagles fans are pretty rough. I mean, there's there's bad fans everywhere, but man, yeah. Cowboys fans are so annoying. Yeah, look, Eagles fan. I wasn't probably thinking more of the Eagles fans because uh, I guess they're probably okay. I was thinking more of the uh, the the uh, Philly uh, uh, ice hockey fans, Flyers. <laughs> yeah, oh, the Flyers yeah, fans. Yeah. Flyers fans. <laughs> Flyers fans are wild. Yeah. No, Eagles fans are Eagles fans are crazy. Really? I think Philadelphia just breeds craziness. Boston is kind of the same way. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Those two cities just have, I mean, it's a wild fan base for both of those places. Yeah. I mean, you go to like a <laughs> Red noticed. Sox game. I mean, they'll, you know, they'll shoot you in the head if you're wearing a Yankee <laughs> shirt. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, it's intense. Cool. Do you have any other hobbies? Like anything else that you, you're into? Uh, I played the guitar. I've been playing the guitar since I was a little kid, and I oh, still great. play almost every day. I mean, or at least every like other day or so. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I grew up playing, like just being obsessed with the guitar. That was actually probably the first thing that I was like realized that I was pretty good at. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, I mean, I grew up playing sports, but I wasn't good. So I always had that complex of like, man, you're not really good at anything. And mm-hmm. so it just kind of was like coasting. And then I found out about the guitar as a kid. And I was like, oh, well, I kind of, I just pick up on it kind of quick. And so it felt good to have something that was like, man, like I'm, I could show off this talent where everybody yeah. else can show off how good they are football or baseball or whatever. Like I can't do that. Um, but I could kind of impress people with this. Yeah. And so I just, and then I just, you know, always, had an obsession with people like Hendrix and um, Eddie Van, Eddie Van Halen. Halen. Yeah. Eddie Van Halen's a massive influence. Randy Rhodes, like a lot of those guys. So, Is that yeah. why you're probably more into guitar-driven music? For, oh, for sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah, I, I am a sucker for like a awesome guitar solo. Okay. Like, yep. like especially like a Van Halen, like just any kind of unique sound. Um like all those dudes, Hendrix, um, Clapton, uh, Dwayne Allman, like all those, like just legend guitars. Like I definitely, that's what I'm listening to for the most part. When I'm listening to a song is like, what is the guitar doing? Are you familiar with, um, the band extreme? Yeah. I'm a huge Paul Gilbert fan. Uh, Nuno? Wait, no, 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 not extreme. Uh, Nuno Betancourt. Yeah, Nuno that's Betancourt. one. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I got extreme and Mr. Big confused some, for some reason. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Nuno Betancourt is a god. Yeah, I mean, that guy true. is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw them out here when they came out because I've been an extreme fan for a long time. And oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I saw them when they came out here, and he did uh, Midnight, Midnight Express. Uh, the first uh-huh. time I ever heard it was live. Uh, oh, really? Okay. And, um, uh, Midnight Express, Midnight Run. I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember that mm-hmm. now. But yeah, I, I think was, it's, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I was blown away. It was just crazy. Yeah. Um, and the funny thing about that concert was everyone jumped up out of their seats at the start of the mm-hmm. concert and my hat mm-hmm. came off, which was a, a three sides to every story hat that I bought for the tour. Yeah. Yeah. And I bent down <laughs> to pick it up and smash my nose 
on the oh seat God. in front of me, and I spent the, <laughs> the I spent the first uh, song uh, with tears in my eyes from uh, oh smashing my. my nose on the on the seat. Oh my! But God. Uh, but I enjoyed the concert anyway. So <laughs> yeah, yeah no, crazy. they're amazing. They're that's a great live band too. Gary Sharon isn't Gary Sharon yeah. the singer? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. he's he's a great front man. Like, yeah, I mean, he did Van Halen for a while. Is- yeah, it wasn't yeah. the best. No, like, no, I'm, I, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, I, I'd rather Sammy no. Hagar than him in front of Van Halen. So uh, I'll be honest, I prefer Hagar over David Lee Roth, which is sacrilege. But yeah, I I am a massive Sammy Hagar fan. I think look, he is the to me the greatest voice in rock history. Yeah, look, he's got a great, and this is what I, th- I think I've said when I'm discussing this before with. And I might have even done it on the podcast. Sammy Hager, I think, was uh, the better singer, the better voice for sure. But in terms of yeah. showman, frontman, David Lee Roth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, was, it doesn't. Was it? Nobody beats David Lee Roth as far as like a frontman. Mm. But yeah, I, I mean, as as far as overall talent, though, it's Hagar for sure. It's kind of the pros and cons between the both. Yeah. And what, yeah. what you what you sort of prefer, and like, li- for sure. th- David Lee Roth was like uh, skyscraper. His solo album I thought was really, really mm-hmm. good too. And again, that's yeah. from my sort of late teens to early twenties uh, that era. So it's very memorable for me as well. But I thought yeah. that was a, a was a great album. Um, yeah, yeah. He also had an amazing backup band too. I mean, it's Steve I, Billy mm. Sheehan. Like, I mean. Which I've talked to Billy Sheehan on like a podcast I did, a, you know, the first podcast that we have Billy Sheehan on. And I mean, it was amazing hearing these like David Lee Roth stories because he's out of his mind. But <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, I mean, it is, yeah, good stuff. I'm going to have to listen to that episode. I didn't, I, I haven't listened yeah. to that one yet. So I, I will listen okay. to that episode for sure. So, yeah. all right, cool. Yeah. Look. I was going to go on to Satriani and everything else, but, you know, if we do that, we're never going to get through your list. So I know. I know. Let's, let's get back to your list, and I think okay. we're up to uh, number five. Yes. So, bit of a controversial one now, but uh, it is I Believe I Can Fly by R. Kelly from the film Space Jam. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> the movie and the song's weird. good, yeah. but- <laughs> Hey, I know. Look, R. Kelly's gotten himself in a bit of trouble. Uh, you know, just a little bit. Hey man, you know, stay strong out there, Robert. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, he is, Hey, I mean, he is where he deserves to be. That's all I can say about R Kelly. Like you, you do some stupid shit. That's where you go. And Um, he's given comedians a lot of uh, content to to work with. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh Yeah. Yeah, him and Epstein have really just helped us a lot. So, you know, yeah, thanks for, thanks to both of those fellows. But, um, look, I believe I can fly is an incredible song and Space Jam. I will argue like to the ends of the earth that it is an, a, a fucking incredible movie. I know yeah. people hate it and Michael Jordan's a horrible actor. Look, he can't be any worse than LeBron James. That's, I mean, it's a good movie. Look, as far as actors go, they're great basketball players. So and yeah. that's what you—that's what yeah. you're getting. You're getting, you know, legendary basketball players. They're not supposed to be actors, but they—they uh, yeah. they did a good enough job and pulled it off. Uh, oh, sorry, Michael yeah. Jordan did a. I haven't seen the second one. 
It is horrible. Yeah, I sort of it's, thought it's that the worst the movie case. ever made. It's the worst movie <laughs> ever made cool. ever. <laughs> well, watch it and, and see. You'll uh, be getting back to me. Oh, yep, yep. I had to throw my TV away. Like it's yeah, yeah. Okay, it's no so bad. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, number four. Number four. Uh, Celine Dion. My heart will go on. Titanic. Yeah, another movie that. I think is like most of these movies are amazing to me, but like if the song, like to me, the, uh, the common thing is that these songs stand out over the movies. Yeah. Like are are in a sense better than the movies, not all of them, but for the most part. And I think that song to me is better than the movie, but the movie is such an epic movie that like you can't have that epic of a movie without having a song that just goes over it yeah and goddamn celine dion's voice is incredible it's amazing it really is yeah yeah it is amazing so yeah yeah, it's a good call on that one too like you're right you gotta have an epic song for an epic movie so Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's a great one i mean yeah been a huge fan of titanic since i was a little kid it actually used to scare the hell out of me whenever i was a kid okay why I i don't know i think being four years old and watching like a thousand people die was probably okay. yeah. <laughs> not great. A bit confronting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It definitely made me question my mortality at a at an Fairly age where age. I didn't even know the full alphabet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good. All right. Number three. All right. So number three, here we go. The simple uh simple minds, don't you forget about me from Breakfast Club. Ah, one of my favorite movies of all time. Me too. Me too. It's another one on that list of over a hundred times, you know, yeah. those talking about that's yeah. breakfast club is on there. It's a, yeah, that's a movie that I can just put on anytime yes. and I can watch it from any point in the movie. It, it doesn't matter. The, every scene is perfect. Yeah. Like, it, oh it's amazing. my God. And, and look, it this is, is, yeah. No, sorry. I was just going to say this is this is your your list, but it's uh, it's funny. I just showed my youngest son, uh, my eldest uh-huh. boy had already seen it, but we just uh, exposed my youngest son to this yeah. uh, movie on the weekend, okay. and he loved it. Oh, really? So, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so good. I mean, yeah, it's so good. I love so John Hughes. I mean, I'm a massive John Hughes fan in mm-hmm. general, like Ferris Bueller's, Home Alone, like all those movies are a massive John Hughes fan, but breakfast club is just, it's perfect. Every scene in the movie is perfect. Like, I, you know, I guess maybe the whole idea of me as a kid wanting to become a director and make movies. Whenever I watch a movie, I'm usually thinking like, uh, they shouldn't have done that. They should have, it probably would have been better to do this. Like I'm always like, mm-hmm. kind of analyzing it. But whenever I watch breakfast, club, I'm like, there's not a single thing that should have been changed about this movie. It is perfect. It's so quotable too. So many lines. Yes. So well, that's John Hughes. John Hughes is might be the greatest writer in movie history, as far as like come as far as writing scripts that are just going to be endlessly quotable. Like this movie combined with Ferris Bueller's Day Off, yeah, and Home Alone. Those three. I mean, there are just thousands of quotes. Like you could quote the entire movie and then and not even realize it. Like you just oh, keep sure. trading off quotes and yeah. eventually you've just done the whole movie. Yeah. And Ferris is 
and it's a fantastic movie. It's like that's right yeah. up there. It's probably in my top three because of you know just the impact mm-hmm. it had when I watched it and the amount oh, of yeah. times that I've seen it. But it, same yeah. with Breakfast Club. Um, but you know, Sixteen Candles. Uh, mm-hmm. What was the other one? Pretty in Pink. Pretty in Pink. Even though they're yeah. probably more, you know, I guess yeah. oriented towards a, a girl's point of view. Yeah, I still yeah, yeah, thought they sure. were. You know, John uh, the, oh, John Cryer. Uh, uh, yeah, and Pretty in Pink. Yeah, yeah and I'm like Andrew right. McCarthy and uh, wait, was he in Pretty in Pink? Andrew McCarthy? Uh, I think he was in Pretty yes. in Pink as well. Yeah, yeah he yeah, was yeah. the boy, the girl, uh, the guy that she was really after, and Ducky was right. Right. Was that? Yeah, Ducky, Ducky? is. Yeah. yeah, it's Ducky is John Cryer. Yeah, yeah and, yeah, and Pretty in so. Pink because I, I get Pretty in Pink and Sixteen Candles confused a lot all of the times. time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the time. Yeah, I have to remember which <laughs> one's the one with the dude with the Corvette. Uh, that's right. Wasn't yeah. J- Jack Jake Ryan or whatever? Uh, I can't candles. I think that's his name. But yeah, and then like National Lampoon's Vacation. That's one that people forget is John Hughes. Mm-hmm. And, oh, really? Okay, know, yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 that's a super quotable movie. Like, yeah. I mean, Chevy yeah. Chase, Anthony Michael Hall, like their dialogue. Weird Science is another one. Weird Science, yeah. Um, Uncle Buck. Uncle Buck Uncle is another John Hughes John movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Like those are all. Oh, and Plane, Trains, and Automobiles. That's yeah. another John Hughes movie. I mean, that yeah. dude just ruled the entire 80s. 80s, yeah. It was, it was mad. And and uh, Weird Science is actually our next movie that uh, the boys are going to watch with uh, with me. Oh, so, really? Uh, yeah. Oh, that's they, a good. That's such a good movie. Yeah. They're going to read Do they know. Teenage years. Do they know about uh, Robert Downey Jr.? Do they know like. That he's in that movie. Like, are they what? Iron Man fans? I mean, I assume they're probably fans of, like, the Marvel. Sort of. So, my my uh, eldest boy was a big Marvel DC. Now, he's an in, he's okay. got encyclopedic knowledge of all that sort of, you know, the lore okay. behind all that sort of stuff. And he really delves into Like, we, we just watched another episode of House of the Dragon tonight. Uh-huh. But uh, he's really into the lore of that at the moment. And we were talking yeah. about what... Uh, Martin's going to do with a, these other books now that he's a little bit older and, and uh-huh. whether or not he's actually going to be able to finish the series. And the boys know of Iron Man and who he is, but uh, that's mm-hmm. why I wanted to, you know, once we watch the movie, obviously I'll, I'll point out, do you know who that is sort of thing, you know, yeah, yeah. The, the two guys. And uh, it's it's going to be very interesting um, to, to watch it. So, uh, Well, that's what I was curious about is like, are they – do they know of Robert Downey Jr. the cokehead? Like, like, do they know of the less than zero there years? Is this era? Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or in the weird science years, the back yeah. to school years. Like, do they know like that there was no. this like previous career? Yeah, yeah. Because no, I think a lot of people not. now don't like they have no idea that uh, Robert Downey Jr. used to be wild. Oh yeah, he has <laughs> like, to have like, photos of someone because how he can make that comeback. After where he went, and then become oh, yeah. the star that he is again now. Yeah, uh, I just want to know what dirt he's got on people in Hollywood. There's, so. there's never been a, be- a a more successful comeback like from that low to that high. Yeah, ever. Yeah, like yeah, no sure. one has even come close. Mickey Rourke had like a little bit of one for a second, but mm. I mean, nobody has come close to like what Robert Downey Jr. has been able to do. I mean, that is yeah. amazing. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. With with uh, uh, the the soundtrack, you're talking about mo- uh, songs that probably are bigger than the movie itself. What do you uh-huh. think about? Don't you forget about me? I think it was actually a. I think it was a fantastic blend. Yeah, 
and it was it wasn't overshadowing the movie it was just a great amalgamation of two songs uh two uh, I, two medias sort of thing yes i i think so i do think the song overshadows the movie today like i think okay. more people would know that song than that movie if you were just to ask a hundred people randomly at a mall hmm. do you know this song do you know this movie more people know the song i think okay yeah but in the context between the two it's perfect 50 50 like that both of those the movie and the song are a perfect match and for yeah. where it is in the movie like that has a lot to do yeah. with like how great the song is like whenever you hear it the scene that comes to your mind and of course you know uh judd nelson with his air. fist in the air yeah. i mean that is <laughs> to me one of the most iconic movie scenes of all time yeah and and hearing that you know those drums and guitar kick in you're just like oh my god like I hate that movies don't aren't like that anymore, you know, yeah. where it's just like, let's have like a fun, like a movie that has some sad parts, you know, and, and goes through like some conflict, but just has like a positive, like fun ending. Yeah. And that's just not a thing now. Like you can't have that. Everything has to be either a Marvel movie mm-hmm. that's going to lead into 50 other ones yeah. or is something that's just so depressing. We're like, God, like. Yeah. I don't know. Like, these John Hughes movies just make you feel good. Yeah. You know? The 80s was fun, though. The 80s was yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. Fun. They didn't have much to worry about back then. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get into your number two. All right. So, going from fun to the exact opposite. Um, Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, Bruce Springsteen, Streets of Philadelphia from the 93 film philadelphia which is not a fun movie <laughs> no but the first probably movie that addressed aids uh, directly i guess oh yeah i mean uh, yeah i can't think of a movie that even talked about aids before philadelphia mm. i mean it was obviously a massive topic but not in films i mean not at all mm. Um, I mean, and even if they did, it would probably be like just some minor character that like, oh, they have AIDS, blah, blah, blah. But not one where the central character of the movie has AIDS. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it's a, it's a moving song for a, an impactful movie. Yes. Oh, for sure. For sure. Like, I'm not in general a fan of like sad songs, but if it's a moving song that happens that is also sad, that's different. And to mm-hmm. me, Streets of Philadelphia, is a sad song, but it's more like a moving song. Like as soon as those drums hit with the synthesizer, you know, that kind of low mellow sound, like I'm just like, Oh man, like it's just, it's a perfect song. Uh, Yeah. Look at, uh, yeah, I saw that one on there and I'd nearly forgotten about, not forgotten about that movie, but forgotten about the, the, the song. And, yeah. uh, Bruce Springsteen's probably a little bit more famous nowadays for being, uh, a podcast host with, uh, Barack Obama. But, uh, not that I've actually yeah. listened, but yeah, that, no that one was... has. No one has heard it. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I was just talking to someone about that. The former president, arguably the most popular president in U.S. history, yeah. has a podcast with arguably the most popular musician alive, and no one has listened to it. Yeah. I can't think of a single person that is like, oh, hey, I was listening to Barack and Bruce's podcast earlier. No one. It's like their publicity team is so bad. 
Like I, <laughs> man, I know. I'm sorry to go on a rant about that. But nah, like, that's cool. It is mind boggling that the president and Bruce Springsteen can have a podcast that no one even knows exists. Maybe it's because they both def- refer to themselves in the third person. So, <laughs> well, okay, I've <laughs> no. listened to it and it is hard to listen to. Oh, really? And it is. Okay. It's bad. Like, okay. it's just. It's not. It's not good. They just, they have okay. too much to lose, you know? Yeah. Like, so yeah. they can't really talk about things that they really want to talk about. And Barack Obama, I've heard how he sounds when he's not on camera. I mean, that dude on camera being recorded, you know, he has to go into like presidential mode. Yeah. Instead of being the real Barack Obama, who is a dude that will say some wild stuff. Really? Yeah. Yeah, if you ever have a chance to go on YouTube or something, look up like Barack Obama hot mics. So like whenever okay. they've accidentally recorded yes. him saying stuff, you're like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he is the dude has yeah. Okay. He's a badass. Yeah. Well, fair enough. All right. So yeah. look, that's number two. Before we get to your number one, I just want to ask okay. you some quick questions. Just some stuff okay. that I usually ask some of my guests. Uh sounds good. So why don't I start with What's something that really makes you mad, keeps you up at night? Oh, God. Mm, God, that is such a hard question to answer because I have so many things. In general, I get annoyed very easily. <laughs> I try to work on it, try not to be. But I think it helps Like, because com- I mean, stand-up is basically just what annoys you and then yeah. write that down and make a joke about it. Um, okay. I think what – Probably. Oh, okay. So for sure, anytime someone says they're going to do something and doesn't follow through. Okay. It, I mean, that comes from like, you know, childhood shit, but like anytime somebody is like, and it could be like a small thing. Like it doesn't matter if you say you're going to do something and you don't do it. I, it's unforgivable almost, which is probably not a healthy way of looking at it, but yeah. It bothers, and when my food touches, oh, really? <laughs> can't I can't fucking ha- I can't handle it. I hate it when my food, like any of like wet food, touches each other. Yeah, disgusting. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, it's funny. My um, my grandfather used to say uh, to my my uncle, his son, that he should always he should have been in the navy. And uh, uh-huh. I said, I said, why do you keep saying that? You know, he should have been in the navy. And he said, because he's the best gunner I've ever seen. Because he's gonna do this and he's gonna do that, <laughs> <laughs> and he never does anything. So oh, uh, I hate it. I that's great. That's a great line. I, God, I, I hate it. And it all comes from like just having parents that always like said they were gonna do something and then the day came to do it and oh we're not gonna go do that actually it's like god i've okay. been having my hopes up for a week about blank and it just it, you know gives you trust issues and all that but yeah, also another one well you know is what it is but like that and um being rushed in any way okay it drives me crazy too same kind of argument like we used to go to blockbuster which i don't know do they have blockbuster in australia is that we a thing? used to before oh, okay yeah. okay well yeah everything now, but yeah um <laughs> Like, we would always go to Blockbuster, and I would get rushed the entire time. Like, hurry up, pick. Hurry up and pick. Hurry up and pick. And so, like, I would just go to Blockbuster and rent the same movie every time because I knew where it was. So, I wouldn't get rushed. The movie was 
Mr. Nanny with Hulk Hogan, oh, <laughs> which no. is super oh, embarrassing to admit. No. But so I've seen that movie about 40 times just because I was afraid to be rushed as a kid. You, you realize you could have actually just put out your hand and picked any other movie and probably done better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. I definitely could have. I could have stared at a wall for two and a half hours and had way more fun. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> All, right. Um, All right. What What are you reading, watching, or listening to at the moment? Ooh, reading. I'm actually reading "Going Clear" by okay. Lawrence Wright. I think is his name. The guy that yep. wrote, it's the the book about Scientology. Scientology. So yeah, the docu- yeah. Saw the documentary. Loved it. I think Louis Thoreau did yep. the documentary. Yes, that's it. Um, yep. and yes, yeah, so I'm finally reading the book. I just. And then I just finished actually the other day, uh, a couple of days ago reading, uh, Chaos by Tom O'Neill about, um, Charles Manson and his connection to like the CIA, which I don't know if, oh, okay. if you're familiar with Charles Manson. Yes. That's like a thing. Yes, okay, very, okay. So yeah. I love okay. conspiracy theories so, and stuff and all that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, so this kills. book, okay. if you have not read Chaos, you have got to read this book. Like the connection between Charles Manson and the CIA is staggering like it is okay. it's fascinating so that's um and watching that's- i mean i'm just watching random stuff i've been re-watching beverly hills 90210 oh yeah <laughs> for, for yeah. some reason it's actually not bad i mean they're definitely you know all in their 30s playing high school kids which is hard to get over but uh yeah 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 that's about it yeah. oh cool cool that's, that's interesting very good look the montauk yeah sort of mk ultra stuff is uh yeah. an interesting topic as well and so yeah i could mm-hmm. see where uh you know the manson stuff really ties in so yeah yes. that's good it's good yeah uh well what else have we got for you here uh what's something about yourself that most people wouldn't know to ask apart from being an abba fan <laughs> That's the- See, I do listen to your podcast. <laughs> I was going to say, holy shit, yeah. Yeah, massive ABBA fan. Um, wow, that is – they wouldn't know to ask. Um, I don't know. I'm super open about everything. Like, like I don't really – Have guilty pleasures. Believe- you said that yourself. No, no, yeah. I don't believe in guilty pleasures. I don't hide things. Like, anything okay. that I, like, talk about. Or that I think about, like, I am very upfront to, to just say, like, I don't, it's very hard for me to be embarrassed. So, like, I just put everything out. Yeah. Um, which maybe, who knows, that might end up biting me in the ass someday, but <laughs> we'll All right. get there. We'll figure it out when we get there. So, yeah. Well, well I'll, I'll give you a question then. Uh, okay. Preference, Jenna Jamison or Riley Reid? Jenna Jamison. 100%. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Jen Jameson is like, I mean, that is the, the Michael Jordan of, you know, <laughs> getting pounded out. But yeah, no, Jen Jameson is, yeah, that's, yeah. Oh, uh, fair enough. Okay. I only put that on there because, uh, you know, the, your last, uh, few episodes have, uh, all been, uh, uh, adult industry, uh, yeah, um, yeah. interviews. So I thought, well, mm-hmm. I'll ask him. I'll ask him yeah. anyway. So. Oh, I'm a massive fan of, both of their works. <laughs> you can check my search history and I can prove it. But, uh, yeah, no, no I, yeah, that's part of the thing of like not being embarrassed. That's like, I'm very open about like those kinds of preferences and everything and talking okay. to women who are in the, that industry, like mm. just another thing of like, yeah, 
just being very open. Was it was it was it not uh, was it uh, the first time you actually in- interviewed an adult star? Was it uh, mm-hmm. were you nervous or not about not asking certain really. things or no 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 because I. Well, I mean, I usually always try to, like, preface everything with, like, look, I mean, I'm not fucking Barbara Walters. Like, I'm not trying to get this, like, crazy Scoop. interview. Like, yeah, I'm just <laughs> yeah. interested in what you do. And I think yeah. I, you know, have I have a lot of respect for what you do. Like, mm-hmm. so I always try to make sure that they would know that I'm coming from a place of, like, general, like, genuine curiosity. Yes, Not of to make you, I don't want to make someone look bad. I don't want to make someone look good. I just want to find out about you. Like, Yep. You know, what this is like. Uh, and Industry. I think that yep. exactly. And I think that helps kind of put both of us like at ease of like, yeah, I just am curious. Like I have, I, I think the misconceptions around like the porn industry are very, you know, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I think too many people still consider like the adult film industry to be like very taboo, like a taboo subject, which is absurd considering that more people go to Pornhub every day than Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube put together. Yeah. So like, who are we fooling by? You know? know? And so, so that's kind of like where it comes from. So I, I don't, I never got nervous really. Um, not any more nervous than interviewing anyone else, you know, just that general nervousness of like, Oh, I don't want to seem like I'm an idiot and Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. but, but not anything specific to like adult film actresses. Great. Okay. Perfect. All right. Fantastic. Thank you very much for answering all those uh, questions. Uh, uh, Look, why don't we get into your number one, finish off the, the countdown strong. Uh, why don't you <laughs> reveal your number one? All right. So number one, Elton John, Circle of Life, from the 1994 animated masterpiece, one of the greatest movies ever made, Lion King. Good song. Great song. I will. I tear up every time I hear this song. Like not even not be you know that's not hyperbole. Like I mm. swear to God, whenever it like really kicks in. Like I get like super like butterflies all in the stomach, like, you know, goosebumps or, you know, mm-hmm. like everything. It, that song still, it's just from childhood stuff. Like watching that movie almost every day as a kid and having to go through all the like, damn, like they just showed this dude's dad die. Like, oh my God, like all the emotions go in with that movie. And then that song just hits it. It's just. Also, Elton John is the greatest musician of all time to me. Like, I put him number one above Elvis, Michael Jackson, the Beatles, everybody. To me, Elton John is the greatest musician ever. So, and his songwriting abilities are insane. And yeah, yeah, the guy just knows how to write a song that is going to like hit you like right in the soul. And Circle of Life is the peak of that. Have you seen um, Rocket Man? Oh yeah, yeah, a yeah. bunch. I mean, was it Taron Egerton that plays him? I think that's his name, right? Taron. Yeah, Egerton? I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's out of um, um, uh, the. It uh, does the Kingsman. spy one too. Kingsman. That's Kingsman. right. Yes, yeah. Oh, incredible! And that's my thing with like bio biopics or biopics. I always mm, biopics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that 
if they aren't doing their own singing, then I'm out. Don't care. Okay. Like Bohemian Rhapsody hated it. Hated everything okay. about that movie because Rami Malek is not doing his own singing. But mm. Taron Egerton is doing such a good job as Elton John. Yeah. Like it is and it just sucks that that movie got overshadowed by Bohemian Rhapsody, but yeah, mm. amazing amazing movie. It really well, I think it, it wasn't a secret, but uh it was Bernie Taupin the the guy that uh yeah. you know, he was he was he wrote the, the a lot of the lyrics yeah he wrote all for, of his lyrics yeah so yeah it was such i didn't realize it was such a close symbiosis so with mm-hmm. you know with yeah. the two I, I knew they they worked obviously together for a long mm-hmm. time but i didn't realize how much he depended on him for for a lot of uh, the work that he did yeah well that's the it, their relationship is very interesting because it's they're both getting exactly what they want. Like Bernie Taupin mm. did not want to be famous, didn't want to be on stage. And Elton John just was not very good at writing lyrics. So like they just happened to meet and form this relationship where both people get exactly what they want from each other, you yeah. know, without it seeming like they're using each other. Yeah. Um, and the movie did a very good job at like, showing it as a fair, balanced relationship because that's what it was. Mm. Instead mm. of trying to make it seem like, oh, one person is, you know, they could have spun yeah. that in a very, like, negative way, which they didn't. And, you know, I'm glad that they didn't. But yeah, yeah I, very I think interesting Rock relationship. Oh, I do too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, Elton John's really another guy who's very open about, like, his negative aspects of his life, mm-hmm. which I think made the movie so much better. It's like... Yeah, Elton yeah. John was like, no, you need to show everything. Like, yeah. And show that I was kind of an asshole for a lot of time. Yeah. Well, which I all- think is, yeah. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. It, it was uh, much more authentic that way, I think. And people yes. appreciated that. Yeah. Yeah. There, there are too many of these types of movies where the family or the estate has too much involvement. And they just mm. want the person to seem like they were this angel, which, you know, I mean, they're not. No one is. And especially, yeah. you know, a famous rock star. Like, and, but yeah, just for Elton John to be like, nah, like push it, show everything. Cause the problem with Bohemian Rhapsody is they don't show any of the negative parts about Freddie Mercury. Yeah. You know, I mean, not really. Like, and yeah, Elton John is a very, like, much an open book and just, yeah, an amazing person, the greatest musician of all time. I must admit, I, I got a greater appreciation for him and his work mm-hmm. having watched the, the, the movie. His, his music was obviously very popular, but mm-hmm. him as a person, and as I said, that relationship with, um, with Bernie Taupin, it was actually, that was really interesting to watch and uh, see how close they were and the, that, uh, how they relied on each other so much. It was actually, yeah, I really enjoyed Rocket Man. I watched that with my wife and we both, yeah, yeah. loved it. So, yeah. yeah. Great. Fantastic. That's a that's a, an amazing top ten. Uh, Thanks, I thought there man. might have been some Smash Mouth or something in there from Shrek <laughs> or Mystery Man or something like that, but, uh, well. but no. Thanks, man. No, I appreciate it. Like this was this was a blast. Like I, I, I love making like lists, which is part mm-hmm. of my OCD, I guess. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so getting a chance to do this was like right up my alley. Of yeah, fantastic. Definitely. 
So, Cody, thank you very much for making the time to come on the show and give me a fantastic uh, countdown and tell us about you and your work. Why don't you let everybody know where they can find all the stuff that you do and find you on uh, all the social media outlets and, uh, yeah, take it from there. All right. Sounds good. So you can follow me at Instagram at the Cody Tucker. Uh, that's where I'll put, you know, any links to the podcast, which it's on Spotify, Apple, YouTube. If you want to watch a video, it's on, on YouTube that, uh, the Cody Tucker show. And then any like stand up dates that I have coming up, I'll put all of that on Instagram, like whenever I have the dates. So yeah, that'd probably be the best way to find out. Just follow me on Instagram. Fantastic. All right. That's that's great. I'll uh, make sure I get all that information in the show notes for everybody. So thank you again, uh, Cody, for appearing on the show. And uh, you have a good day. And I think we'll be in touch in the future. In the future, we might have to do a another podcast, and we'll we'll talk some more music. Thanks, man. No, I'm I'm down anytime. All right, you have a good day. Bye. Uh, you too, man. That's it again for another week, guys. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Cody. He is an intriguing individual, and uh, yeah, he's uh, he's a funny guy. He's, he's great to talk. He's very easy to talk to. So I hope that came across in the interview. Please go out and check out some of his work, both his stand up and his podcast, and let me know what you think of it. Sorry about the mower in the background for about a third of the way through that uh, show. I think someone decided to start mowing a football field next to where Cody lives. Uh, I tried to get as much of it out as I could, but there were some bits there that you just couldn't do anything with. So anyway, I, th- I think it was still fine. Next week is one of the review and recommend shows. So join me again for that. But until next time, as usual, I'll chat at you again next episode. <laughs>